The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780. ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. can also get us on The Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, you're good to go. Twitter is at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at A-J is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, at Degenerates975. You can text the show, you know the number for that. Watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. Missed the first hour? Kind of in a football mood today. And uh, we were just talking about anniversaries. A friend of mine just texted me 43 years in August if he doesn't screw it up. Oh, boy. So my, uh, my in-laws are having their, well, they actually had their 60th last year. But nobody could go because of COVID. So they're having a party now for their 60, technically it's their 61st now, but sort of in between. But finally, they're able to travel to Canada. So the wife booked her flight, which uh, I think for August 6th or somewhere in there. But there's the restrictions are still pretty ridiculous. Like she has to have proof of the vaccine. She still has to take a test a day before that comes back negative. And then when she lands in Canada, she's got to take another test. Does she have to quarantine? If, if she tests positive, yeah, for 14 days, which is basically the entire time she's supposed to be there. So, uh, and so I'm not going for a lot of reasons. First of all, theoretically, we're breaking in a new host those two weeks. And second of all, I don't want to go through all that crap. Just to go to a, go and be, in a, be at a party for 60th wedding anniversary. Seems a bit much. Um, so a couple things before we, uh, we move on here. Let's, uh, let's, let's take, Steve wants to weigh in on the, uh, on the season ticket thing. Let's, let's get him on. What's up, Steve. Hey, how's it going guys? Sports. Sports to you. Uh, I was just calling because, uh, I heard you guys talking about it, but, uh, I was actually working at the NRG stadium, uh, recently over the last couple of weeks. And, uh, up on the eighth floor, they've just got a whole team of people that all day long they're just calling everyone on that wait yeah. list and trying to get everyone to buy those tickets. And it's it was really uh, entertaining being there and hearing them go through all these cold calls and just at the end of every conversation, uh, uh, yes sir, uh, yes sir, uh, well okay, well thanks anyway. <laughs> yeah, but I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, I mean I think there's a lot of people in that boat, man. A lot of people who have have been on a wait list for years and years and years and. Now, a lot of people didn't do it last year because of COVID. Right. But then now they're getting the opportunity again, and they're like, no, still don't want them. That's, that's not uncommon. You think there's a giant siren and party that goes off when somebody finally says yes? Like they, they like ring a bell share. or something? Yeah. Mm. Um, you see this breaking news today. The NCAA, which has kind of been... Uh, forced to do this, but uh, they have given the uh, the the okay for athletes to pursue name, image, likeness deals. You mean after the courts, right? After, state, after Congress, yeah, uh, said, yeah, yeah, basically said, yeah, you're doing this. Um, they said this is Mark Emmert. Uh, the NCAA president said this is an important day for college athletes since they're now able to take advantage of name, image, and likeness opportunities with the variety of state laws adopted across the country. We'll continue to work with Congress to develop a solution that will provide clarity on a national level. The current environment, both legal and legislative prevents us from providing a more permanent solution and the level of detail student athletes deserve. So 
if you um if you're a guy who's got I, I mean like Spencer Rattler is a good example that's a guy who I my guess is some car dealership in Oklahoma would love for Spencer Rattler to to do a commercial for him um and if that's the case then it, it, you're going to see I, a lot of this. I got no problem with any of this. I, don't I never either. have. If if you know what, and I, if you're an offensive tackle and nobody wants your jersey, that's fine. But if you want to buy Johnny Manziel jerseys, still you're purple. You I agree with to. this more than, and I've kind of always gone back and forth on should college athletes be paid? Because I've always said, well, not all college athletes should be paid. Title IX would require that all college athletes got the same money. And someone on the women's volleyball team doesn't deserve the same amount of money as Trevor Lawrence. Like, they just don't bring the same amount of money to the school, yet Title IX would force them to be paid equally. This, to me, is the right way to do it. This way, if, if if you're an athlete who... who brings a lot of attention to your community, to your school, you're a, you're a real star, then you can get paid for that. You don't just get paid because you're playing sports. No, I, I, this is more capitalism to me. This is... Uh... Uh, so, I don't know, Keaton Slovis. Let's let's use him as an example. Yeah. Uh, if he wants to go sign his jerseys and get paid for that, and Bob, the offensive tackle, goes and tries to sign his jerseys and he signs two, and Slovis signs four hundred, that's okay. Because more, if if people want them, if that's the if that's the demand, then he should get money for it. I got no problem with this. Charles Barkley last week pointed out. He's not a fan of it because you're dealing with 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds, and in locker rooms, it's going to cause resentment. And as a coach, then you have to deal with, well, my star point guard is, you know, just signed a sponsorship deal for thirty grand for the one year he's in, but the guy who's a four-year player who has been here all four years, is the starting center, has been to the tournament every year, he didn't get anything, and then you have to deal with that as a coach, and it's going to be a pain in the ass. Sorry. Welcome to society, where if you're a bigger star, you make more money. You don't think there's problems like that with who's banging somebody else's girlfriend? I mean, in every locker room. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm just pointing out the one thing that has been, that I've seen lately, that an athlete or a former athlete said, this is why I don't like it. It was the one thing that you're dealing with an 18-year-old who's going to, an 18-year-old redshirt freshman star quarterback is going to come in and sign of a $50,000 deal Yeah, when the guy who's supposed to protect him on his blind side is going to go, well, I got $200 when I first signed, so... That's life, bro. Yeah. Uh, Echo Adam just basically shot you and Charles down, says there's already resentment based on playing time. Sure. Yeah, so what's the difference? Hey, that's why guys transfer all the time. So, um, and Admiral Pendragon says, I'm pretty torn on it. Who cares about the individual athlete before they play for the college team? The popularity they enjoy comes from the team they play on. Not, I mean, not for everybody. I mean, the guys who are going to benefit from this the most. I mean, how long have we been hearing about uh, Arch Manning? You know what? I don't care where Arch Manning goes. Arch Manning's going to make a bunch of money. Sure. I mean, that's, that's, and yeah, and, and it's not like, I mean, you'll have some guys who develop like that, sure. But you're also going to have a bunch of kids who come in as highly rated recruits that are going to get paid no matter what. And, you know, again, I, I don't understand. I don't understand the resistance to this because, I mean, it's capitalism. This is America. 
I mean, I, I'm I'm for that. I'm for people getting paid that are you know that are worth earning more than than guys who aren't, and that's that's okay. I got no problem. Um, Largo mentioned hot chick college golfer had like three million followers when she was in college. Guess remember what? that pole vaulter girl? Like that she? I don't even know her name. I know she was like a famous internet meme forever because she was the hot pole vaulter from uh, from Cal Berkeley. She will get. She would get money, and deservedly so. What about the softball chick that uh, uh, Jenny Finch when she yeah, was there? She get paid, and she probably already did. If you're if you are a star, no matter what your sport is, there's get there's a market for you. I'll give you another one. Cat Osterman would have gotten paid. Sure. So, uh, and you know that's okay to me. So he says resentment exists in sports all the time. Deal with it. Resentment exists in everything. In every business out there, including ours, there's resentment. It's just a fact. And in sports, absolutely. Everybody thinks, you coach these kids. You know you got kids who want more playing time. Sure. And they resent the other kids for it. And how many I don't know if they resent the other kids. They certainly resent the, the coach. me. Yeah, well, that's easy to do. But, I mean, think about how many parents, too, are like, why don't you play my kid? Oh, your kid's playing. I know you deal with this all the time. Man. Remember what a big deal it was about the kicker who had the really successful, uh, I don't know if it's Instagram or YouTube. I think YouTube channel or yeah. something like that. So uh, I guess that's okay now. Yeah. And it should be. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was ridiculous anyway. Well, and that's a thing. I mean, that's him making money on something that has nothing to do with his, right. you know, with his college football. Like, right, because he's a kicker. Like, I'm not getting this money because I'm a kicker. you got to be smarter than yeah, that. Yeah, they wouldn't care if he was waiting tables to make extra money right. because he had to pay his freaking apartment rent. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. He just happened to be very entertaining on YouTube and people wanted to sponsor him. But if you do a YouTube video where you're waiting tables and they sponsor you, that's no good. No. So, um, yeah, I, I think uh, I, I don't have any problem with this. And, and clearly... Decision makers have no problem with this because now it's happening. I just love how the NCAA has shifted gears. Of course, because they yeah, had to. They had. They didn't have a choice. Yeah. So uh, anyway, by the way, I'm watching these hockey highlights. I like. I like the under tonight, and I, I would not fault you if you sprinkled a little bit on the Canadians. I think you're going to see a a different game tonight. I think they'll adjust to the speed of uh, of Tampa, and yeah, I, I still think Tampa's a better team. Probably wins. But you're getting a really good price on Montreal. Not as good as you would have gotten on, on your Orioles last night. Yeah. But I do like the under also. Boy, we haven't talked much about that either. Uh, it, it, to me, that's, it's just at, when Arkady went out and we knew you were looking at seven innings of scrubs and mm. not just scrub, but scrubs, it was going to get bad. So It's like which random guy in the bullpen is going to give up five tonight every single see, night. That, that's the now game. Now, see, there's a bingo game. Yeah. Who are you going to get? Um, Blaine says, that's how real life works, too. If I'm better at my job than my colleague, I get promoted. He doesn't. Resentment, probably. Bingo. That's life. Yeah. I mean, that that's every job. Like, if you, I mean, in radio, if you are a person who has, if you have better ratings, you're more likely to get, like, the live reads that we do. If, you, if, if you're a, a popular host, you're going to have more live reads. If you are... If you're saying, "Oh, how come how come I'm not getting all these live reads?" Well, you, you got to establish yourself. Like that's that's how it works. Or even salary. 
Like, how come this guy makes more than this guy? Well, probably because he's done more. That's that's every business. That's and that's how it should be. It should be merit based. And if I mean John Manziel was a great example of a guy who I mean I'm sure he was getting paid in college, but yeah, well he it was. shouldn't have I mean, been he's admitted to it. Yeah. yeah, it it should have been legal for I mean because Johnny Football was a famous dude and. For him not to be able to take advantage of that because he happens to play college sports is ridiculous. Zion Williamson a year ago, mm-hmm. I mean, he should have already been getting paid. Um, you know, these uh, Tim Tebow. I mean, Tim Tebow and Vince Young, these guys that were next-level stars, Reggie Bush, these guys, the fact that it's it, it was a crime for Reggie Bush to take any kind of money because he was Reggie Bush is stupid. And you know, I don't I don't think it should be like, oh, well, it, it, and this is what the worry is, obviously, that it leaks into recruiting. Right. Like, if you come to Alabama, Joe's Chevy uh, is, is going to really take good care of I mean, it's you. going to. It is. We all know it's going to. But you know what? I, I'm, I'm not worried about that. Um, no, because guess what? It's already happening. Yep. And... You know, I don't know that Alabama's going to get because Alabama gets so many kids like that. The competition for those kind of benefits is going to be higher than it is at oh Mississippi State. You get you get Arch Manning to Mississippi State. He's a bad example because he's going to get paid anywhere. But you get a, a super stud to Mississippi State. Guess what? He's going to be the one guy getting all the money. And back to the point about you know a lot of these guys wouldn't these guys wouldn't be famous if not for the schools. I think that's fair to say about Manziel. But how much money did A and M make off of him that they would not have made off of somebody else? Yep. And that would be my point to that is if Aaron was their quarterback and just wasn't very good, then they're not selling Manziel jerseys. They're not. They're not selling all this other stuff. They're not. Nobody's wanting to go pay all this money to advertise on the coaches' show. Manziel brought a lot of that in, and that's you know. So I mean, I don't have a problem with those guys getting that kind of money. Well, what you're going to see also when it comes down to the recruiting factor is you're going to have quarterback X who USC goes, yeah, this dealership is going to sign you, you know, 50 grand in your pocket cash. And then another school, like a smaller Baylor, Texas Tech is going to go, yeah, but you can come play here. And of that 50 grand, you're not taxed the 35 or 40% that California is going to tax you. You get to keep a lot more of that cash right in your pocket, yep. and that's going to make it's going to take the smaller schools that maybe don't have as big of a budget, but have donors in the in those tiny towns that will do it, and kind of even it out a little bit. Uh, when we get back, it, it, Dustin sent us this, and I wanted to get into this this Trevor Bauer thing, Trevor Tyler, Trevor Tyler Bauer, which yeah. is a, a, an interesting story, and I think we should probably take our time in jumping to conclusions on this because it sounds like there there's definitely two sides to this story and i i think it, it's it's i mean no matter which side you believe it's fascinating um but i I'm, i wanted to get into that i want to tell you guys about underdog fantasy though if you are wanting to play fantasy football but not wanting to go through the year-long grind of Making trades, waiver wire hunting, trying to oh I gotta be I gotta be on my computer for first thing Monday I gotta oh I'm not I, I I'm not the first in waiver order no you don't have to do any of that you can just draft your team and then move on that's it 
That's it. You move on. And, guys, that's that's what separates best ball tournaments. And they've got the biggest best ball tournament in fantasy football coming up this year. And it's a $25 entry, $3.5 million prize pool, a million dollars for first prize. And when you sign up and you make your first deposit using promo code RADIO, you'll get a free $25. And, and that's how much it costs to enter the tournament. Mm, isn't that ironic? Guys, check it out. They've got some great parlay props as well. Uh, just a really fun website, and you can make yourself some good money. Check them out at underdogfantasysports.com, or, underdogfantasy.com, uh, or you can check them out in the like check out the app in your uh, in your iOS, your app store, and ch- uh, terms and conditions apply. That's underdogfantasy.com. This is the Blitz Don't you get it? on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Aaron, I know you've told me this before. Can you email me the name of this song? I want to make sure I have it on my Spotify. I'll text it to you right now. Okay, cool. I, I, I can never remember, and it's like I, I keep meaning to download it. All right, let's... uh. Speaking of downloading, uh, well, no, never mind. No. Um, I probably shouldn't make fun. Trevor Bauer, Trevor Tyler Bauer, currently under investigation for assault after a woman claims that uh, Trevor got physical with her this year. And there are, there's been a restraining order, a domestic violence restraining order that's been granted. Uh, Pasadena PD is investigating the incident and apparently Trevor Bauer is cooperating with the authorities. The, the accusations are rough and, uh, they're saying there's a recent assault that took place at the hands of Mr. Bauer, where the accuser suffered severe physical and emotional pain. Uh, he's accused of striking and choking the woman. But here's the deal. Well, this is the other side of it, I guess. Trevor Bauer's agent, who's John Federoff, is saying that Mr. Bauer had a brief and wholly consensual sexual relationship initiated by the accuser beginning in April of 2021. We have messages that show the accuser repeatedly asking for rough sexual encounters involving requests to be choked out and slapped in the face. Now... Apparently, that she drove to, in both of their encounters, she drove from San Diego to Mr. Bauer's residence in Pasadena where she went on to dictate what she wanted from him sexually, and he did what was asked. Following each of her only two meetings with Mr. Bauer, she spent the night and left without incident, continuing to message Mr. Bauer with friendly and flirtatious banter. In the days following their second and final encounter, The accuser shared photos of herself and indicated that she had sought medical care for a concussion. Mr. Bauer responded with concern and confusion, and the accuser was neither angry nor accusatory. They have not corresponded in over a month and have not seen each other in over six weeks. Her basis for filing a protection order is non-existent, fraudulent, and deliberately omits key facts, information, and her own relevant communications. 
Any allegations that the pair's encounters were not 100% consensual are baseless, defamatory, and will be refuted to the fullest extent of the law. So here's what we're saying is one, one female is saying, hey, he, he beat the snot out of me. But Bauer is adamant the encounter was nothing more than consensual rough sex with someone. So I don't know that there's... I mean, honestly, if he really does, and now this is just, if he really does have texts asking for this stuff, I, I don't know where the law falls on that. Well, I'm, I mean, if that's the case, why are, why is it that they're going to file charges? Um, it seems like that'd be a pretty good defense. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'm going to stay away from any opinion on this because... It's way too early to judge. I know, and I know everybody would love to, to just jump on Trevor Tyler, especially in Houston. But it's way too early. Yeah, and the lawyer is doing exactly what he's supposed to do, refute, refute, refute. Here we have proof. This is all baseless. And it very well could be. And, and it's the same thing that when it, where it started out with Deshaun, where it was one person. Like, okay, this, you know, you don't want to dismiss it, but there's a lot of questions here. And then, of course, now there's 22, and suddenly it's like, this is bad. And obviously this is different because it's domestic violence, but it's, yeah. it's an accusation against an athlete. And it may be completely baseless. It might. But the, the one thing that I kind of hear in there, and it's like, uh, well, she told me this is what she wanted, and I'm kind of like, dude, do you really think that's a good idea? I mean, whatever you're into, but choking a chick out when, you know, I mean, that's the kind of thing that, We'll get athletes in trouble more than anybody else. Yeah. I think I would have been, probably wouldn't have done that. Just me. So I don't know. I mean, and there's a, I, I just, we got to get more information. And I know everybody wants to rush to judgment on these things, but you just can't. And, you know, I think it's, uh, it, it is, I mean, I, I know in this society you're supposed to have instant reaction to everything. I, I just I got to get more information because I'm getting the lawyer side of it. I need to see what the police report says. Um, you know, Dustin mentioned something on Twitter that I haven't been able to find. Uh, so maybe you could you could post that somewhere because that's not part of any of the stories I've read. So again, I, I'm not going to go around spreading stuff until I know more. Well, here's what the the story from the Athletics says. Um, and by I, I guess I should give the warning that this this is graphic, graphic things being described here. According to the woman's declaration attached to the request and obtained by the athletic, she suffered injuries as a result of their second encounter, including two black eyes, a bloodied, swollen lip, significant bruising and scratching to one side of her face. In the woman's declaration, signed under penalty of perjury. She said that her medical notes state that she had significant head and facial trauma and there were signs of basilar skull fractures. She also said that in one of those incidents, while unconscious, Bauer penetrated her in the wrong place. The caboose? Yeah, which she did not consent to in advance. I agreed to have consensual sex. However, I did not agree or consent to what he did next. I did not agree to be sexually assaulted. Um, and then, obviously, it goes back to what uh, the, the the statement from the agent that 
Bauer had, um, and Brian Friedman, who's the woman's attorney, um, said, without going into detail for the benefit of both my client and Mr. Bauer, the pictures evidencing the unconsented abuse do not lie. Any suggestion that she was not the victim of assault is not only false and defamatory, but in fact perpetuates the abuse. Our client truly wants Mr. Bauer to engage in a medically appropriate therapeutic process where he can receive the treatment he needs to never act this way again. If he is willing to meaningfully participate in a process directed by appropriate professionals, it will go a long way toward, or, or toward allowing her to feel safe and resolving this matter. But regardless, she cannot allow this to happen unknowingly to anyone else. Uh, they met on Instagram. Oh, come on, guys. Stop with the Instagram. Um, Wise, guys. She says, um, after conversing, they had sex, and she described the report as initially consensual, uh, which involved Bauer asking if he had, if she had ever been choked. She responded, yes, meaning that his putting his hands around my neck and applying light pressure. She alleges Bauer then began putting his fingers down her throat in an aggressive manner to which she asked him to stop. He stopped, but then without asking me or telling me in advance, wrapped my hair around my neck and choked me. I lost consciousness. She doesn't know how long she was unconscious. Woke up face down on the bed, disoriented. I began realizing that he was having sex with me in my caboose, which I never communicated that I wanted, nor did I consent. She said that when she used the bathroom after the encounter, she was bleeding from there and and barely able to walk, but said in her declaration, in my state at that time, I did not think Trevor was a threat to do anything against my will for the remainder of the night. Bauer asked, are you feeling a little sore this morning the following day? She said she was taken aback that he was trying to make light of the situation and told him she didn't enjoy when he commenced having anal sex with her. She said he seemed to understand, and then she left an hour later. Uh, Bauer invited her again in May, and this time they agreed on a safe word. Um, About five minutes into sex, she said that he began choking her again, at which point she lost consciousness and was unable to speak or move her body. She says when she regained consciousness, Bauer was punching her head. This was the first punch I felt, but it's very possible that Trevor had already been punching and scratching the right side of my face while I was unconscious. He then punched me hard with a closed fist to the left side of my jaw, the left side of my head, and both cheekbones. I remember this vividly, and it was extremely startling and painful. I was absolutely frozen and terrified. I could not speak or move. After punching me several times, he then flipped me onto my stomach and began choking me with hair. I lost consciousness again. And... She said uh, when she regained consciousness, she was crying and shaking violently. And Bauer said to her repeatedly, you're safe. I'm here. You're safe. He began scratching her back and whispered to her, I would never do those things to you if it wasn't sexually. So. Um, okay. Just random question here. Why are you going back the second time? I don't know. But that is also victim-blaming, Fred. Well, I mean, I kind of feel like if if that were the case and you weren't happy with that, when did you think it was going to happen when you went back? So Bauer pitched Monday. What are the odds he makes his next start for the Dodgers? Since it is what are the odds Wednesday? I think if charges are filed, probably not. But if not, I think this isn't the uh, NFL where you can just suspend a guy. For no reason. I mean, they got a little more power in the players' union. So, I, I don't know, man. This this whole thing, 
very much sounds like um I I, I just I need more information. I mean I I, I honestly think that it's I, I could see that okay, this this was something that got out of hand. I could also see that this is a um maybe uh Maybe I made a mistake here, and yeah. they went too far, and I'm just now I'm going to do something. I don't know. I can't. I, I really think it's, and it, it's frankly irresponsible to sit here and judge at this point, in my opinion. So we'll take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's the Blitz on ESPN Listening to ESPN 975. Oh, this is a ring. This is the Blitz on ESPN 975. And on ESPN 92.5. Win a four-pack of tickets to see Kevin Fowler this Friday, July 2nd at Lagoon Fest, Texas. Is that the guy from uh, King of Queens? No, this is uh, the golfer. <laughs> I, all right. The, the, you know what? Let me start over. Because That's a throwback to a joke where Fred got Kevin James and Kevin yes. Hart confused. Yes, and then I turned it into a golf thing. Let's do this again because they're, they're paying for this. Okay. Win a four-pack of tickets to see Kevin Fowler this Friday, July 2nd at Lagoon Fest, Texas. You and three friends also win an afternoon pass to the Lagoon, so come early and take a dip in the Lagoon before the concert. Lagoon Fest Texas is the largest lagoon in Texas, located in Texas City. The summer concert series is just kicking off, so keep listening to win tickets to other shows all summer long. See a list of live concerts and get tickets now at LagoonFestTexas.com. 540, we'll take caller 4. Surprise, I haven't heard about this. It's, it's in, down in Texas City. Where are my Tech City people not telling me about this? I mean, we've been running ads for it for a week and a half. Yeah, beer, bait, and ammo. I even know the name of the song. See, because I haven't, you know, I I try not to listen to the ads while we're because we're talking on Twitch, so I don't really hear them. So uh, this sounds pretty cool. I have to check it out. Oh, are we going to have Jerome? Uh, Somebody said, "Good point, Fred." It's hard to even wrap your around your head around that bleep. Don't know how people like that. That's, you know. I mean, listen, people are into what they're into, but I feel like you're playing with fire, to be honest. If if you if some chick says, hey, I want you to punch me in the head. Yeah. I, I, I feel like uh, I'm not really a head puncher. You may want to find another dude. Yeah, I'm sure you can. And it probably wouldn't be Jerome Solomon either. No, Jerome doesn't do that. No. I don't think. I can't believe y'all bring me into this show to... In the middle of the caboose tales of Trevor Bauer. Uh, I mean, when's a better time to talk to you? Uh, oh, I could think you of You know plenty. more about I'm cabooses sorry. than anybody. And, and, and listen, <laughs> anybody not named Deshaun in this city. Maybe he was just working <laughs> He was just working on his backdoor curve. Oh, backdoor slider. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Anyway, welcome to the show, Jerome. Y'all, y'all want to play the disclaimer again and, yeah. and, and include that it has nothing to do with Jerome Solomon? Well, I was talking yeah. about his pitching practice, but I'm saying he shouldn't yeah. do this. Oh. Mm. I, I'll, I'll say this on that. If, if you're into that, um, all of the things that's described, 
Oh boy. Uh oh. Jerome, you know, how is it that your digital? It's how is it your digital thing is worse than your phone? Oh well, that's good because clearly I shouldn't be commenting on this. Uh, yeah, probably not. Yeah. That's, that's, that's that, really a that, sign. That was a sign from God. What do you? I mean, do you that think was that? A sign from God. Oh my God! This is like talking to an alien. It is like he does sound like a robot. <laughs> yeah. All right. Try to get Jerome back on his phone if yeah, you can, or something. I, I, I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> Chicken dinner. He sounds like a droid. He does. Yeah, sound like a, a malfunctioning droid. Yeah, that R two R two D two Solomon. There. It is tough, man, because like you're put in this spot as a dude where if a girl says like, I mean, most dudes, you get a chance to hook up with a. A chick? I don't know what this chick looks like. I, I mean, I, I'm guessing she's hot. Yeah. I mean, he's a baseball player. And she's like, hey, I want you to do this to me. Usually you say, are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. All right. But I do think there's got to be a line where it's like, I'm not really comfortable doing this. Yeah, this, I, this, is, a hard one. this is a hard one for me to understand just because I, I wouldn't participate. I can, in yeah, I like can't that. imagine being in that position. Uh, so anyway, let's try it again. You, you don't even have to be religious to listen to signs from God, people. I'm not supposed to comment on this, well. <laughs> but I'll try it for the third time. Now, if that's what you're into, you really need it to be clearly stated and understood that it's consensual. You know what I mean? And based on the allegation, this does not sound like she agreed to a whole bunch of the things that happened. And that's, that's it's dangerous. He said, she, she said type thing, but it's, it's, um, I, it's, I, this is just a message to everyone else. Whatever you're into, be into it, fine. But be into it with someone else who's into it as well. I would that? also say this. If I'm in Trevor Bauer's shoes, I'm a famous person who's who's got million, hundreds of millions of dollars. I am, if, if there's any sort of blurred lines, I'm making sure they ain't blurred. I'm, I'm, right. I'm doing the you, Derek Jeter, hey, you need to sign this piece of paper if we're going to do all that. Signature video, it's. These days, you slap your phone on and go, hey, you know, let's make sure that this is clear and I'm about to beat you up, you know, in well, that way. And, you know, and it may have been very well been consensual to a point. And, you know, and that's the thing. That's why I just I can't really dive into this until we know all the facts. Yeah. But and, that's the, and the thing is, Fred, we'll, we never will know. That's the problem. Because, yeah. you know, if he if. And, and beyond whatever you've consented to and understood, once someone passes out, stop. Okay, I mean, stop. Yeah. What, what's what's so hard about that? That seems like a you good. Know? Maybe stop right before they pass out. I, it, it, I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to tell yeah. you how to do your thing, but and I, I'm 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 on board with like uh, if someone's into choking during sex, that's one thing. Like, mm. I don't know many people who are into being choked, like, to the point of unconsciousness, like, all the way out. Yeah, because like, you seems, can't really enjoy it, right? It se- yeah, it seems like it's taking the fun out of it. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, if, if, and, but, I'm saying, but if you're on the other end, once the person is out, I mean, if you're into, what, what is it, the necrophilia, if, if you're into that, you need to go to the morgue. And yeah, go, lo- go to Louisiana, <laughs> where it was still legal. So. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, I... It it's hard to imagine though that um, unfortunately in these situations and this is the way history is generally played out 
it, those things are very difficult to prove, you know, very, very challenging. Even, even if he did exactly what she said and was blatantly in the wrong and doing it intentionally, it still will be difficult to prove. And that's what, that's a fight that sexual assault victims are battling with every day. And in many of those cases, it's sad. Uh, on to other news. The Your Houston Astros continue to have bullpen woes. And listen, I, I'm not panicking over a, a bad stretch of games here because right before that they had a great stretch of games. So I, I don't think there's anything worth panicking over. They are losing to some bad teams right now, but everybody's going to have these stretches in, the, in over the course of the season. But I do think it's shining the light again on, you know, th- this team needs – multiple bullpen arms. Do you think that Jim Crane is going to say, you know what, screw that tax, let's go get a couple guys because that's what's separating us from being probably the favorites to win the World Series? Yeah, this is where I think that the general manager has to earn his money, you know, and and build his reputation and letting us know what he's really capable of doing. I don't I just based on what I know about Jim, he's willing to do that. He he wants to win and he'll make that move if it makes sense. If you make it make sense to him, and that's the GM's job to go, low, yo, we get these people that pushes us over the top. Uh, and and that's the thing. It's, it's not just one arm. They need, they need multiple. Yeah. Or, or the one has to be a, such a stud that it feels like multiple because you're paying him that much. But we all know for a fact they need something. If, if they stand pat, it's inexcusable because even if they just went sign people who we all going, well, that guy's not good enough. At least we know they tried and they're hoping that that guy will have the stretch of his life or something. Right. But if they do nothing, then they will deserve all the condemnation we can put on them because you're not even trying to take advantage of you, of the potential of winning it all. And that, that would be inexcusable. Yeah. I don't want any more Belak, Rayleigh, Scrub, Stanick. <laughs> Like, all those guys, they, they got to go. We, we, we've got to be better. The, and you can't be pulling up guys from the system because if they were that good, they'd, they'd be there. The top of the system. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Scrub's been sent down three times and brought back up. Like, if, if there was somebody better down there, they would have brought him up instead. And, and he shouldn't have been brought up the first time he came up. He wasn't ready. He would, you know, and may never will be, but he certainly wasn't then. But they caught us in the middle of COVID and we weren't. We weren't paying a whole lot of attention um, in a certain sense, but they were they did well. But they were pitching in empty stadiums, and everybody else was dealing with it. It was a different baseball season. Now they're in a regular, normal, generally speaking, baseball season. And they're like, you know what? I guess a guy does need to pitch a little above Class A rookie ball before yeah. he can get to the majors, if he, unless he's a number one overall draft pick or something. Uh, we're learning – they are who everybody in baseball thought they were when they came out of wherever they came from, high school and or college. They're, they're regressing back to who they are, and that's not good enough to be on a, a championship caliber team. In their defense, though, weren't they expecting to have Baez? They didn't, I don't think they expected him to be out this whole time. Weren't they expecting Joe Smith to at least be functional? Um, but they're not now. That's no, the I, I know, but I mean, it's, it, these guys weren't supposed to be here is my point. It's true, well, not all of them, but they also, 
Fred, they, they didn't go, they didn't, they didn't keep everybody that could have, and they didn't go get, you know, enough different bodies. Like they, they were in a situation where a couple of injuries and they're stuck with the kids who are unproven, but they also would go off of their words. They were telling us during the off season, these guys proved themselves last year. Well, right. they did kind of. And now they're proving that they're not as good as they looked like in some stretches hey, last you year. Know what, hey, well, let, let me make it clear, though. It's, it, it, it doesn't excuse them if they don't go out and fix it. Right I, now. I, yeah. I, yeah that, I just think that maybe they went into it thinking they were okay, and clearly they're not. Yeah, and, and you know, yeah, I, I'll give you that. It, it, I, I could see where it would make sense of like, hey, let's, let's roll the dice and see if we get lucky and a couple of these guys turn into to super studs. But now we already we know now for sure. Okay, the gamble you took, you saved some money. You didn't have to spend a, low, a whole lot for the first half of the season. Well, the experiment is over. You desperately need to do something now. And unfortunately, they're going to, I mean, if I'm on other teams around the league, I'm going to charge a premium for them to get certain guys. So, again, this is on the GM right now. He has to find a diamond in the rough, a guy who's on the back end of his contract and or career who can turn it into something just for this stretch. Because they, they don't need to get two guys in the bullpen to dominate the bullpen for the next five years. They need two guys to dominate the bullpen for three, four months, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't even need them to dominate. I, I just need them to not suck. <laughs> that that will be dominating. <laughs> and that's the thing. Team. Jerome, what you said was they, they knew they needed to do some to replace some guys, and they didn't. Like, Brandon Belak sucked last year. Well, like that's it's not new. His ERA was like damn near seven last year. We knew he was not good, and they were like, "Nah, he'll be better." No, he's not. He's still he's still be like he sucks. Like they they went in thinking that guys would just naturally get better instead of actually going out and finding good guys. This is one of those differences in the big big boys, the Yankees and Red Sox. They make mistakes. I mean, they do clearly. They don't win all the time, so obviously they do. But they rarely go into a season where, like, well, we know he's not good, but he's like our last guy in the bullpen. It's, they don't do that. They they try to get where everybody is good, and they make a bunch of mistakes. The Astros and teams like that, certainly when you get farther on that end toward the Rays, they try to be perfect. We're like, we just want a guy who sucks, but he only sucks on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And we just don't put him in the game on Tuesdays. You know, like, they're playing – you know, computer games as opposed to real baseball. Because if you're playing real baseball, you, you're going to have a whole lot of years where you're like, well, that was a whole lot of wasted money. <laughs> and Jim Crane's not trying to waste any money. He's trying to make money every day. Yeah. And, and, and did win, too. I, like, I'm not saying he's not trying to win, but if, if the choice is I know I'm going to make money versus I know I'm going to lose money and not win, oh, it's, it's not even debatable. He's not even rolling that dice. Yeah, and the the thing is, for this not to be a problem, everything would have had to gone right. Like Austin Pruitt, who we've never seen, right? That, that's a guy they yeah. thought at some point was going to be a contributor. And, and, you know, like I said, Joe Smith, who has been effective until hurt this year, and, and you're counting on Paredes, and you add all that up. And, yeah, if that, that were fine and those guys were okay, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But guess what? That's... That's a lot to ask. It's always a lot to ask for a team to have everything go right and far as far as guys being healthy. Like, we're not even going to have that discussion about the Texans 
they tried to get rid of everybody on the roster. Now, they didn't bring back a whole bunch different, but at least we know they were smart enough to go, well, these guys aren't getting any better. You know, they, they were at least smart enough to recognize that. And I'm sure there'll be a couple of guys who go, oh, they got turned out to be pretty decent. Yeah, but the, the Astros, they're too good to be in this situation. And again, I mean, I've said it before, like, I'm, the more I think about it now, the more amazed I am that they were even considering not bringing Brantley back. Like, how would you even not? What were you thinking? Where would you be now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what would, because I was one of those who were like, I would pay George Springer because it ain't my money, but I, you're too close to winning to let good stuff get away, you know? And, man, the way bringing Brantley back has made all the difference in the world. If you look at his offense now, it will be inexcusable if they don't go out and make it. I'm not even saying major moves because you just don't know what's available. But they've got to make moves because any move they make in the bullpen is going to be an upgrade without question. Well, and do you trust James Click to be able to pull this off? And this has been my concern from the beginning. You know, Jeff Luno could go out and get guys. Jeff Luno would yeah. make bold moves. And it won him a World Series. It got him to another one. Can James Click do that? I I think he can because I it, everything in his history and where he's been, he should know how to do this. You know, this, this is I mean he's learned from the best. He was in Tampa where they were they knew what they were wanted to do and they could they can see prospects et cetera. And and it's not like Luna didn't make mistakes and you know didn't miss on some guys, but the it starts with the mentality of I'm trying to win. That That's where it all starts. And there are too many cases and too many situations where a general manager knows from the get-go he's not trying to win, he's trying to keep his job. <laughs> his boss is not going to let him spend it. Well, here, Luno had free reign because Crane said, go win it. Uh, we'll see how much free reign Click has, and then we'll see if he's smart enough to get it done. I, I think he is, but that's just, it's just thinking until it happens. All right. That is Jerome Solomon. Uh, tell, tell everybody where they can watch your shows where we know that, uh, they can hear you here on Sunday mornings, but uh, tell them about your TV, tell them about the Chronicle, let them know about everything. Oh yeah. The Chronicle show, Texas sports nation on Sunday night at 11 o'clock on KPRC. Really fun stuff. I mean, that John McClain, Jonathan Fagan, the guys who cover all the beats that you guys know are on there every week. So that's a fun show. And he's in the sports show on Saturday night. It's taken off already in two weeks on CW39 at 10 o'clock. For you people who don't go out and party on Saturday night, that's a good place to start. One of the best. I mean, it's, it's different than any show you've seen. Barry Laminac is just hilarious uh, on that show. We have a great time. So a lot of fun. Check us out. And, uh, we won't be here. This Sunday, because AJ said it's the Fourth of July, and we're celebrating this country's greatness, America, and that's what we're going to do. It's all about America this Sunday. So we'll be back next week on Houston Sports Show. All right, well, Jerome, have a, a great holiday, and uh, we appreciate the time as always, my friend. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks a lot, fellas, and let's uh, don't go beating up women. You no. know, that's, that's, oh. that's not sex. Oh. We're all against that's, that. That's yeah, fighting. I think we're all against that. Aren't we all? Except mm. Trevor Bauer, apparently. Mm. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Later. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, tell you what, guys. I, I got to tell you about my man, Dr. Linville. And if you're looking at your hairline, you're like, man, you know what? I'm too young for this. I'm losing my hair. Uh, do me a favor. Just go to 975hair.com. 
set up your free consultation just for the Blitzers, just for ESPN listeners, and find out what Dr. Linville can do for you. It basically, the procedure is called the neograft. He takes the hair off the back of your head, and he puts it on top or on the sides or wherever it's missing. And uh, in my case, he had to move 2,451 follicles. Well, the hair on the back of your head is always going to grow. So he's taking that hair and putting it to where it's missing. And look, some of you guys look great bald, and it's all good. But most people like me don't. I mean, we look pretty hideous. And it's always better if you can get your hair and not look as bad. So if you go to 975hair.com and uh, get your consultation, and when you are talking to Dr. Linville, take a look at his hair because guess what? looks fantastic, and he's had it done himself. So, um, you know, this is summer's a perfect time to do it, especially if you're still not back in the office. You don't want anybody to know. Just go to 975hair.com. Get your hair back today. King of Kings. clock and grab your job. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5.